welcome to the Positivity and Prosperity podcast. If you're ready for a dose of inspiration and insight, then you've come to the right place. My name is Victoria Maskell and I'm a psychotherapist, mindset coach and positivity practitioner. I help women just like you to have their own Cinderella stories and transform their mindsets to make their dreams a reality. So if you're a coach, an entrepreneur, or just looking to up-level your life, then this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be talking all things money mindset, manifesting your dream life, and how to use your subconscious to achieve anything you set your mind to. I'm going to be filling these podcast episodes with stories and inspiration for you, things to make you smile, feel supported, and get ready to crush your goals and manifest your dreams. There is no such thing as a coincidence in life. So just by listening to this podcast, you are one step closer to making your dream life, business, and mindset a reality. So if you're ready for today's dose of positivity and prosperity, then let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity podcast. Now, it dawned on me the other day, how cool would it be if when I said, like, how's your day been? How are you doing? What's going on? You could actually answer me. And I realise you can't, but maybe in your mind now, just send me a message like, yeah, Victoria, it's been a great day. I'm on a walk. I'm in the gym. Because I would really, really love to know. But wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this from, I hope today is really, really good. And today's episode is going to be full of all of that positivity, mindset, manifestation that you hopefully know and love now from this podcast. This week, I have been doing my Science of Manifestation workshop in my Facebook group. Um, the links are actually still up. The replays are still available. So if this is the first you've heard of it, um, I will leave the information in the show notes. It's a free workshop, three days of awesome content all about the science of manifestation because as you know, that's my thing. I love, love, love understanding the scientific perspectives behind manifestation, law of attraction, mindset, because it just makes so much sense to me. And I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that if there is a concept that's a little bit new or it's a little bit out there, I'm going to search for some information so that I can fully get behind it. And that's why I've created a workshop that is the science of manifestation. So I'll make sure all of the information is there in the show notes. And in today's episode, today I want to talk about the idea of redefining what is possible for you. Redefining the opportunities, the limits, the barriers, the possibilities that you see for yourself in your business, in your life, in your relationships, in your career, in your confidence, in every aspect of your life. And we're going to be talking about some key examples. We're going to be diving into how this relates to manifestation and mindset. So if you are somewhere where you can, grab grab a cup of tea, grab a coffee, grab a drink, enjoy your walk, and let's have an awesome 20 minutes or so talking about mindset. So we create rules for ourselves. 
we create ideas and expectations about what money is like or what relationships are like or what a job is like or you know what it's like to be a certain age or live in a certain place or live in a certain culture and this is normal this is human behavior this is just what we do and it's partly because it helps us to understand things. Um, I said at the start of this episode, you know, I really like to know the science behind manifestation because it helps me to understand it. Well, these rules that we create for ourselves help us to understand the world we live in because we get an idea of what's normal, we get an idea of what's expected of us, and we kind of take some of the mystery out of it. And you might be thinking, oh no, I love surprises, I love mystery. But it's something our brains do to help us know if we're doing the right thing or not. And this, even that concept of doing the right thing is this crazy concept of, you know, we should be following certain rules, we should be meeting these parameters. And a lot of the time, this pressure, these rules keep us stuck. They keep us small because we have a preconceived idea of how things should go. And if you really think about this, we live our whole lives based on sets of rules. And these rules that we create for ourselves are often culturally um, defined. So if you think of, um, I remember talking about psychology and talking about the idea of what's normal. Um, And normal is really just a social construct. It's something that we decide that these behaviors are acceptable, but these behaviors aren't acceptable. And this is massively culturally biased. So um, I might be slightly misquoting this, but I remember a few years ago reading about um, a cultural practice called a sun dance, which involved, um, I'm gonna mention something a little bit kind of squeamish if anyone is not so keen on that or there's small children around maybe just pause this bit um but they would get metal hooks and they would hook those through their chests and these hooks were attached to what i'm going to describe as like a maypole almost like in the middle um and it was about dancing around and waiting until these hooks pulled through their skin i'm going to stop now you can if you're squeamish you can listen again um and i remember at the time reading that and being like oh my goodness wow If that was translated into Western culture or into the UK, people would be like, oh my goodness, you can't do that, that's crazy. But but why? Why do we do that? Well, we have these idea of rules and social norms. Um, In certain cultures, when someone passes away, it's seen as very, very normal to be able to communicate with that person for a period of time after they've passed away. Now, you could suggest that maybe, again, in Western culture, if someone had lost a loved one and they were talking to them, they were chatting to them, they were communicating with them, people might be concerned about their mental well-being and they might be saying, oh, that person's not adjusting. Grief is a really interesting one for what is normal and what's not. You might say, come on, you know, it's been X number of months, X number of years now, you really need to move past this. But these are all just rules and ideas and norms that we place on ourselves. We decide that it is abnormal for someone to, and then insert whatever comes to mind. So, you know, we say like nudists and naturists, oh, that's a bit strange, that's a bit abnormal, but why? Um, I may have mentioned it before, but there is that great book, Brave New World, 
And that book starts off by really breaking down what is normal and what is abnormal in society. And one of the concepts they talked about was the idea of monogamy. Um, And in the book, it doesn't ruin anything, but one of the characters is talking about kind of going on dates with the same guy and seeing the same guy. And her friend is like, why are you being so weird? Stop it. You shouldn't just spend time with one person. That's really strange. You should see loads of people. Now, you could argue it would be the exact opposite conversation in lots of societies right now. It'd be like, oh my God, you can't date 10 people at once. That's gross. That's weird. That's whatever. But really, these are just rules and concepts that we have created, that society has created to make sense of the world we live in. But I want to ask you, where are these rules keeping you small? Where are these rules preventing you from thinking that something else is possible for you? And I'm going to dive into this in more detail, but I just wanted to plant that seed. Where in your finances, in your relationships, in your career, or based on your age or where you live in the world, where are you living by certain rules or standards or belief systems that are keeping you small. Now, as someone who is five foot tall, you know I don't mean literally keeping you small. I mean preventing you from stepping up to that next level of being, the next level of your finances, the next level of friendships and relationships, the next level in your career or your business. Where are you setting yourselves rules and limits and expectations that aren't serving you? And you're probably going to know straight away where this might be coming up because you're feeling a bit stuck. You're feeling out of alignment. You're feeling frustrated. Maybe with manifestations, you've been trying to manifest things. Maybe you've been setting intentions, doing visualizations, but something's just not clicking. Because We have so many belief systems around what is and isn't acceptable. And that translates down into what we can and can't have. And with manifestation, everything is possible. We literally live, science has proved, we literally live in an abundant universe with limitless possibilities. And the fact that we exist, the fact that we observe things affects the reality that we experience. And this is something I was talking a lot about in the in the workshop this week. But to give you an example, right, I would say most people have a belief that you benefit from being academic, you need to get good grades in school, and you need to do those things to be successful. And to do those things, so you've got the good grades, you've worked hard, there's always that concept of knuckle down, work hard, then you'll be successful, and then you'll make money. Now, that's not to say that isn't true for some people, and that's not to say that that's a negative belief, but it can be a limiting belief. It can limit the possibilities and the opportunities that you believe you can create, which ultimately changes your actions and changes what you manifest. So, If you are academic, amazing. This is a really positive, supportive belief because you're like, great, I'm doing this right. I'm getting good grades. I'm working hard. Everything is working out for me. And probably you will get an amazing job and you will make the amount of money you want to make, etc., etc., because it's a positive snowball. But what if you're not that person that is classically academic? What if you're not excelling in 
the science, English, maths, languages type subjects? What if you're super creative? What if your brain works in a different way? What if you are really arty or you love drama or you love music or you have a passion for spirituality? You might have, and not everyone, but you might have been starting to feel like I'm not doing the right thing. It's not possible for me to be successful because I have this belief system, this programming that to be successful, you have to get good grades. Now, I kind of say this with a pinch of salt because I do think school can be amazing, getting good grades, working hard, that can be amazing, but it's really important how you think about what happens if you're not getting the grade you want. Now you can see this as a learning experience and it's like building resilience and it's teaching you new ways to learn and adapt and that's really, really adaptive and it's positive, it's not keeping you small. But for a lot of people, a rule or a system like that makes them believe things aren't possible for them. Or maybe it makes you believe things are going to be harder for you. So one of the one of the things when I was at school, we did this thing, it's called an ISCO test. Um, and I just remember sitting in a hall for hours and hours and hours doing these tests over and over. And there were maths tests and science tests. And then there were sort of spatial awareness tests. <clears throat> Side note, not good at spatial awareness. Um, <laughs> when I learned to drive, learning to reverse was literally the hardest thing I have ever done. And as I was reversing, I was like, right, look at the back. Okay, which way do I want the car to turn? I want the car to turn that way. Right, look at the steering wheel. Which way do I need to turn the steering wheel? I can tell you now, I had to create some serious new neural programming around reversing. And and obviously now it's automatic, I know how to do it. But that was really tough. And some people might be like, are you are you sure Victoria that's actually one of the easiest things to do but that's great because that's we our brains work in different ways but I remember sitting there doing all these tests um and afterwards you got this profile and I remember being like oh my gosh it's really exciting what what am I good at what am I not good at and you could argue I was quite lucky because the core skills of um verbal reasoning, mathematics, um, logic, dealing with difficult situations, incorporating new information, I came up as quite high in. But in spatial awareness, not so high. And in, I don't know how they phrased it, but basically being neat, (laughs) I did not come up in high, come up high in. I remember we had to imagine a page with loads of uh, shapes on it. And what you had to do Um, They said, right, you've got two minutes for this activity, and it was all timed. Um, They said, you had to start at point X and and draw a line to point Y. Now, the way my brain works is, great, you've got two minutes, do as many as you can. So there's me going round and round and round and round. Yes, okay. And then I just looked over at the person next to me, and I'd probably drawn, I don't know, 25, 30 of these things. And the person next to me had done three. And I suddenly thought to myself, oh, did I, did I misunderstand that? Did I do that wrong? And obviously now I know there's no right or wrongs, but the person next to me, their brain worked with slow, steady, neat, tidy, do a good job. <laughs> My brain worked with go, 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 do as many as you can. Yes, yes, you're doing it. Amazing, great, you've done 30 in two minutes or however many I'd done. Now. The reason I'm sharing this is that person and I had two very different perspectives on a task. 
And it's possible that uh, in the next task, you know, we could have been told, right, you should have only done so many. And it's going to leave us with two different beliefs on this. I might have thought, oh, great, I've exceeded expectations, I've done 30. They might have thought, oh, did I do that wrong? Did I only get three? But what's important is the rule we are telling ourselves, the belief we are telling ourselves. And often that's then reinforced in school or in jobs, etc., etc. I can't speak, I'm getting so excited. So we set expectations, we set rules. These limit what's possible for us. Now, I've just been talking about getting good grades and being successful. If you look, you will find hundreds, thousands of people who didn't have good grades. And they didn't do, in their word, you know, the classic working hard at school. And they are incredibly successful and they make so much money and they're incredibly fulfilled. So there are always exceptions to these rules. I was actually talking to one of my clients in there in our one-to-one session this week, or last week actually. Um, she was talking about YouTube. Um, she might be listening to this, so hi if you're listening. And she was talking about how someone had grown from zero to like 35,000 subscribers in just a few months. And you might say, if you don't know very much about YouTube, um, it's, the way YouTube works is to be quote unquote successful, you need a large subscriber base, which unlocks the opportunity to monetize your account. It also, they want to track how many views you get, minutes watched, etc. So that's what people are aiming for if they want to be successful on YouTube. And obviously, you want lots of people to see your content. Now, the standard rule, if you like, is you have to post consistently for a significant period of time before you're going to see any success. Now, that might be true sometimes, but if you go into it with that mindset, if you go into it saying, well, I've got to post for a year, maybe two before I'm gonna monetize, or a year or two before I'm gonna have any success, you're keeping yourself small because of that rule. And in terms of manifestation, what's happening is you're programming your reticular activating system to show you evidence that fits that. Because whatever you believe to be possible is going to affect what you manifest because it's going to affect your actions. And your reticular activating system is actually going to filter out opportunities. And it's going to say, right, he or she believes this. So we need to create a reality that fits that because everything comes from our beliefs. Age is another one. We have these concepts and rules about what you can and can't do at certain ages. There is this um, YouTuber who is about eight years old um, and he tests toys on YouTube and he's got like eight million subscribers or something. And I watched one once where he was unboxing a McDonald's toy and like not just like the Happy Meal ones, but like an actual toy they made at some point, apparently. And you could make real burgers out of it. And and I watched it because I was like, this is really interesting. This is breaking a rule that we set ourselves, a belief that you can't make money until you are. You can't have good ideas until you're a certain age, until you're a certain this, you've got a certain job or whatever it is. And he's a great example of that. And at the other end of the spectrum, there are going to be people who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s probably, doing things that are breaking some of these rules. And I'm saying this in a really positive way, because I think what our job is, our job is to search out people 
who are doing what we want to do. We, we want to search out um, expanders, people who open our minds to what is possible based on what we want to see. Because when we see those examples, our brain has evidence and we're like, oh, hang on a minute, that person's done it. That person's made it possible. Um, my mum sent me an article. Um, she cut it out of a, a magazine. And I've now completely forgotten who the woman was. I, I'll have to like tag it in the episode. But she was talking about how she set up this business from nothing, from scratch, and how it was all kind of against the odds. And now she is in a place eight years later where she's having massive success. <laughs> Everyone knows about her business and I cannot remember the name of it, which is really embarrassing because I have read the article. It's just completely gone from my mind. It'll probably come back in a minute. My subconscious will bring it up, so I'll just say it as it comes into my mind. But I want to tell you another little story here. So I was listening to um, a Tony Robbins um, audiobook, I think, and he tells a story about Sly Stallone. So Sylvester Stallone, um, an actor, American actor who he's friends with. And he was talking about how he started off kind of with nothing. So he had no money. He had gone to all these different casting directors and they'd said, no, you're never going to work. I think they were saying, you know, you've got a wonky face, you haven't got the right look, no one can understand you, you don't speak properly, you're never going to work, you're never going to do this. And he just kept going back and back and back because he had this absolute determination. Now, you could argue he was breaking the rules because the rules were these casting directors were saying, no, it's not right. You're not the right person. You don't have the right look. You don't have the right face. You don't have the right voice. You are not going to work in this industry. But he was a rule breaker, a belief breaker. He was breaking down what was possible for him and really redefining it. And he tells this story that, um, you know, his, I think his wife or his girlfriend had pretty much left him at this point. He couldn't pay his bills. He couldn't eat. He couldn't, he couldn't afford to do anything and the one thing he had left the one thing he had was his dog and he loved this dog and one day he was so desperate he was outside an off license and he was just standing there selling his dog for a hundred dollars he just said you know to, to anyone um, and this was something he really loved so he sold his dog he had this small amount of money and he wrote a script and he, again, went to every casting director, every place to try and pick up this script. And apparently one uh, company, publishing house, whatever the right word is, said, okay, all right then, we will pay you $125,000 for this script. And you, you imagine he's gonna be like, yes, this is amazing, but no. Sylvester Stallone said, yes, I will accept that, but I'm the star. And they were like, what? You're not the star? No, 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 no way. We are not putting an unknown actor in this role. You don't have the right look. No way. And he was like, no, I wrote this. I wrote this. I am the star. It's my movie. You can only have it if I'm going to be in it. And I, I think they said no. He kept going. He kept pushing these boundaries, redefining what was possible. And I think in the end, they said, okay, fine. You can be in the movie, but we're only going to give you 35000 because we are not taking a big risk on someone that's unknown. And I think they probably had got to this point where they're like, oh, fine, just get out of our office. Okay. So he now has $35,000. He's gone from nothing, not being able to pay any bill. And he was like, right, I need to get my dog back. 
So, and I love this part of the story. He waited outside the off-license where he'd met this man who'd bought his dog for three days, waiting for this man to come back. And the man came back and was like, oh my God, amazing. Please, please, please. I want to buy my dog back. I love my dog. I miss my dog. And the guy was like, no, it's my dog now. He was like, please, please, please. I'll give you a hundred dollars. You only paid 25, but I'll give you a hundred. He was like, no way. But he kept going. That tenacity, that persistence. And he was like, what do you want? And they were bartering and bartering and bartering. Now in the end, he did get his dog back. But he paid that man $15,000 and gave him a part in Rocky, which was obviously the movie that he was filming, to get his dog back. Now you might be thinking, whoa, $15,000, he'd only just got 35, but it was so important to him. Now, I don't think I have that same level of tenacity. I wish I did, but he just totally redefined what was possible. When would you have given up? Would you have given up? Would you have been able to stay in that place of pain and discomfort and say, no, I truly believe what's possible. I know in the face of adversity, in the face of not being able to pay your bills and and probably having people saying, just get a real job. If you're an entrepreneur, if you want to start your business, have you ever had anyone say that? Why do you want to do that? Why don't you just get a real job? Because we have this perception and idea that having a real job is safer, it's more secure, it's what we should be doing, it's the path we should be following, there's that should coming back again. But I really love that story because we all know now the, the massive success he's had and the massive success of Rocky. But the mindset behind that, I just think is absolutely incredible. Because honestly, what we believe is possible truly affects what we manifest. Because whatever you perceive is going to come true for you. Our brains don't want us to be wrong. They don't want us to be in a position where the evidence we see goes against the belief system we have. So we filter things out that don't fit that belief. And then we focus on things that do fit that belief. So your manifesting power is directly tied to your belief system. If you take one thing from today's episode, it's that. Your manifesting power is directly tied to your belief system. So if you want to make new things possible for you in terms of money, career, relationships, your confidence, your body, if you will want if you're wanting to achieve those dreams and those goals and manifest a whole new level of stuff, you have to change your belief system. You have to redefine what you believe is possible for you. Now, I know this can seem difficult and it can seem scary and I hold my hands up. I don't think even, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere near that level of drive and tenacity that Sylvester had. I hope I'm getting there. I hope I'm moving towards it. But you might feel like this is too big a leap. You might feel like, ah, there's no way I could do that. But baby steps, breaking it down, building the beliefs up step by step, even if it can seem really difficult. Now you've probably heard about changing limiting beliefs or maybe doing visualizations and affirmations, but maybe you're in that place where you don't fully understand how to do it. Or you're in a place where you're like, this sounds great, but I don't know how to do it in my life or what that means for me in my specific situation. And then you might think, 
and I don't really get why this is going to have an impact or why this might work. And what this means is doubt starts to creep in. Maybe you're already at a stage where you meditate or you've tried using things like hypnosis, but you haven't got to that place yet where you feel so confident in it or where you feel so confident in your ability to manifest. Maybe there's still some doubt around the whole process of manifestation and the law of attraction and you're at that place where you haven't been able to get those big manifestations you've been looking for. If that's you, then you are going to love my new course, The Science of Manifestation Uncovered. So this course is for you if you are worried that you know, you'll never manifest the big things. This is for you if you're finding yourself giving up, feeling those feelings of doubt and like, oh, it's not happening for me. It's also for you if you're getting frustrated by doubting yourself. You're getting frustrated because you know you're self-sabotaging. So if you are in a place now where you want to redefine what's possible, you want to manifest those big things in finances, relationships, careers, and if you're ready to break that cycle of self-doubt and low self-worth, then this is the perfect opportunity to do that. So the Science of Manifestation, it is a six-week course where I'm doing weekly live masterclasses. So they're live and interactive. I'm also going to be doing interactive BWRT sessions and hypnosis sessions to totally reprogram those limiting beliefs, reprogram those feelings of self-doubt, imposter syndrome, so that you have all the tools and techniques that you need to feel worthy of your manifestations. I can't even say it, I'm so excited. Now, it's gonna show you how to remove that doubt around manifestation, take it from a really scientific perspective and just release those fears of it not happening for you. Now, as this goes live, the doors are now open. And this is honestly the best time to join because you're getting over 700 pounds worth of value at an exclusive founder member discount. You can actually join this course for as little as 55 pounds. And the course is never gonna be at this price again. The doors are open now and they're gonna close at midnight on Tuesday, the 1st of June. So I'm gonna make sure that the link to this, the Science of Manifestation Uncovered, is in the show notes. But if you don't know where the show notes are, come to my Instagram, click the link in my bio and it is the top link. Failing that, send me an email, which is send it to victoria at victoriamaskell.com and I can send you all the info. Now. If you want to know more, if this is for you, if this is the right course for you, then totally fine. Please take the opportunity to book a call with one of my team and they will be able to talk it through for you. I'll leave all of those links below because I know sometimes you want to be able to actually ask questions. Now, the course is running live but all of the masterclasses are going to be recorded. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, the next six weeks are so hectic for me, but this sounds like a really exciting opportunity, you're going to have lifetime access to the recordings and lifetime access to the content and all of the tools and techniques. So the course isn't gonna be open again until autumn at the very, very earliest, and the price is definitely going up. So if you're interested, if you want to know more, click the link, find out more about the course, or send me a message and ask me any questions you have. But it is very, very soon closing. So you've got a few days, it's closing on Tuesday, the 1st of June. So 
Let's think about some action steps for today's episode because you know, if if this is your first episode, well then welcome. But I always try and give some tangible tips, some actionable steps in this podcast because I think that's where the real change happens. So now is a great time to ask yourself, where have you got rules that are keeping you small? And maybe the, the word rules doesn't work for you. So maybe this is where have you got beliefs or expectations that are keeping you small? I have to just pause because I've just glanced and it's, my computer said 1444. So I'm in a total manifesting flow. If you love angel numbers as well and you followed me, you'll know I love 444. Pull it back, Victoria. <laughs> this is another great time to ask yourself, where have you put limits on what is possible for you with money? Where are you putting limits on yourself about what you deserve? Worthiness, deserving. Are you feeling like someone has told you you can't have that? Are you feeling like you're telling yourself you don't deserve it? You haven't worked hard enough. You haven't put enough effort in. Where are you keeping yourself small with these beliefs? Where are you telling yourself you can't have something? Maybe this is, oh, well, I can't do that because I'm fill in the blank. Maybe you've been told in the past, like, oh, that's not for people like us. Or no, we don't get to have that. Or maybe just things like, yeah, but one in a million chance. Where are you telling yourself you can't have something? And where are you preventing yourself from having something that your heart truly desires? I don't know why, but Disneyland has just come into my mind. You know, there's, there's that magic of Disney where you just go and you just feel like anything is possible. There are these amazing rides and this amazing music and this amazing atmosphere. Where are you preventing yourself from having that kind of feeling? And maybe Disney doesn't do it for you, but maybe there's something that you've always wanted to do. You've had it on your bucket list. You've had it on your manifestation list, but you're telling yourself it's not possible. You're telling yourself you can't have it. Because use this episode today as a reminder, as a synchronicity, as a little push from me to push those boundaries. Redefine what is possible for you because we do live in a limitless universe. I'm just going to repeat some of those again because you might want to just write them down. So where are you using rules that are keeping you small? Where have you put limits on yourself about money or about what you deserve? Where are you telling yourself you can't have something? And where are you preventing yourself from having something that you really want? Now, I'd love you to tag me if you're listening to this episode. If this has got you thinking, as if this has got you expanding your ideas around what you can have, what you can manifest, what you can achieve then I'm so happy you've listened to this episode. I'd love to know what your next step is and where you're up-leveling. If you think the Science of Manifestation Uncovered is the perfect course for you, then all the information is going to be in the show notes. Go to my Instagram, which is at victoria.maskell, click the link in my bio, and you can find out all the information, sign up, save your spot, and I can't wait to see you in the course. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this content, I would so love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. You would totally make my day and you'd help this podcast to reach other listeners just like you. 
And if you know someone who this content would help, then please share it with them. Share the love, share the positivity. I hope you all have a wonderful and prosperous day and I will see you all in the next episode.